0: welcome to deep tech 315 that's doug i'm gene this is our final episode of 2023 all eyes are on 2024 which is a great segue for our topic today which is our top picks our predictions for 2024 so these are the firm predictions and we have 11 of them that we published this week we're going to talk about three of them that are most relevant. And Doug, we're going to kick it off with a prediction uh, basically that the mid and small cap is going to outperform the Magnificent Seven. The Magnificent Seven had quite a magnificent year in 2023, up an average 115%. If you remember that uh, Fang, this now passe Fang, that was up about 85, 88% in 2023, but the Mag 7, obviously with NVIDIA there and Tesla having big years in 2023, uh, really powered the higher. And our prediction here really is that that momentum on the Mag 7 isn't going to carry the market and specifically is that uh, the IWO, the uh, iShares Russell 2000, which is basically mid and small cap, is going to outperform the S&P 500. And so, I feel like we've had this belief that there's going to be a fracturing, of fang, and it just never happens. But here we are again with the prediction that uh, 2024 is going to be the year we're going to see outperformance with some of these smaller companies.
1: It feels dangerous because in some ways it almost feels consensus. It feels like everybody sort of feels like NVIDIA and Facebook and uh, Tesla. These companies are up 100 200 300% uh, in the last year. How could they keep going? And so I, that's the only thing that worries me about that prediction is, is everybody already there? I mean, the Russell 2000 in the last two months, it's up 25%. And so we've already had a pretty rapid rally in that segment. Can it keep going in 24? Maybe it's felt like it's kind of been a consensus market the last year. If you, if you overthink things a little too much, like when tech started working at the beginning of this year, if you overthought it, you missed this incredible rally. Mm-hmm. Maybe the same thing is true for small and mid.
0: My sense, one of the reasons why I was on board with this prediction is that I believe that uh, I don't know what rates are going to do next year, but I do not believe that they're going to go higher. I think that a stable rate environment, and this is contrarian, I believe that a stable, even a stable rate environment is going to be positive for some of these small and mid-cap companies. And you could build a case that if rates don't go down like the market thinks, that's negative for these. But it's been such... Um, a rough road over the last couple of years for a lot of these companies. They've ripped, like you've said, in the last couple of weeks, but many of them are still down 60, 70% from where their highs were in 2021. And the highs don't make the stock. It's, that's the rear view mirror. Throw that out. You got to look going forward what these businesses ultimately are going to earn over the next two, three, four years. But uh, from my perspective, I actually am Optimistic that the contra- or the consensus call here is that the small and mid is going to outperform. I think that is the right call here, and that's our first prediction. So uh we're gonna jump to one a prediction that many people don't know, and maybe we can take and do a two-minute teaching. Doug, in your labs, think of Doug as like the mad scientist at Deepwater, always testing, always working on new products. Many of those products. Uh, we don't uh, currently have available, but one that you've been doing a lot of work in is using artificial intelligence to build portfolios. And uh, this, uh, tell us a little bit about the project that you've been working on and the prediction that we have here.
1: I believe that experimentation is the truest form of curiosity. And so if you really want to understand something, you kind of have to actually do it. I don't think you can just read about it. And so my efforts to try to understand AI, how it works, I've been building stock portfolios. I call the broader project Intelligent Alpha uh, with generative AI tools. So I use ChatGPT, Bard, and Claude, the three of them, as basically an AI powered investment committee. And I've created almost 40 different sort of unique portfolios at this point that I'm tracking two of which we are running live within deep water right now, a large cap concentrated tech strategy that's actually beating the NASDAQ by 1,000 basis points, so 10 percentage points since inception. And then we have and a long, What was short... inception, Doug? Inception, and that one was in uh, October, October 1st for that. Okay, so we've got three
0: one. months, uh, I mean, crushing the indexes.
1: That one, that's correct. And then we have a long short strategy, which I think is is very unique, Uh, It uses AI to pick kind of 30 favorite names long, 30 least favorite names short, very inspired by Julian Robertson's idea at Tiger of buy the best companies, short the worst companies. Uh, And that one's beating the Barclay hedge long short index by about 200 basis points and change as well. So AI has been doing great. And so as we look into 2024, as I mentioned, we have about 40 strategies I've sort of created here so far. 85% of them, inception to date, inception goes back in many cases to July, so about six months of data. 85% of them right now are beating benchmarks. And I predict in 2024, the majority of these intelligent alpha strategies will continue to beat their benchmarks.
0: So I'm glad we're doing this experimentation. I do wonder, what does that mean for our roles as active managers? At Deepwater, we've got several... Uh, actively manage products? And how does, I mean, if these keep, these uh, AI products keep beating you and I, what does it mean for humans in asset management?
1: It means we might be out of jobs, is the simple answer. I mean, I think that the future of stock picking really will be about AI, traditional, fundamental, bottoms-up kind of stock picking. I do think that humans have a different understanding still we think about what is the difference between AI and humans? How do they think differently? I think humans still have a different understanding about social phenomena. So I actually think where humans can drive the most alpha over the next three to five years is understanding bubbles, understanding things that are driven more by psychology and less by fundamentals and finding ways to, to invest in those bubbles and generate alpha in those bubbles. It's really hard to do that well because everybody gets caught up when things go crazy. But I do think that's where humans will still have an edge, at least in the nearer term versus AI.
0: For sure. And as we think about that bubble piece to it, it's uh, I think some of our commentary has been a little bit misunderstood in the marketplace is that we're believers that we're going to go into an AI bubble. When you say bubble, I think people's reaction sometimes is this is negative, it's going to be ugly and uh that ultimately maybe the part of the the trajectory through a bubble is a blow up on the other side of it, but the run up and uh from the front half of that bubble is really juicy and that's what gets me excited about investing and and ultimately the next 3 to 5 years. Uh, we've talked about this being 1995 going into 2000 we're thinking we're going to go into a bull market for the next three to five years really powered by ai and so we'll obviously talk more about that on a weekly basis but um excited to hear um, um i'm excited about this uh, that outlook here and w- one, one last one last pe-
1: thought or just one other thought on the bubbles i think that sometimes people uh as you said misunderstand when you talk about bubbles Either they get really excited about the mania because they think they can get rich fast or they get really excited about the blow up because they're inherent skeptics. And I think, forget all that, forget both sides of that. This is the reality of a bubble. They're a natural phenomena. And in fact, I argue, and I've I've written a lot about this. I actually think bubbles are a required part of any profound technological revolution. And I think AI is the most profound technological revolution humanity has ever had. And so if you believe that anytime you get these new paradigm shifting, groundbreaking technologies, that they have to come with bubbles, they have to come with the excitement of what this new thing can do for the world and all the money that chases that, well, then you could argue that AI might be the biggest bubble of them all, at least so far, whatever comes next, who knows? But... Being ready for that and not just saying, well, I want to play and get rich fast in the run up, or I can't wait for this thing to blow up because I'm tired of talking about AI. I think that's the wrong perspective. I think you need to step back and just say, what is really true about technological innovation? Why do they create bubbles? And then have a thesis about what's the smart way to play that getting in and out at the right time.
0: Love it. We'll be uh, navigating that dynamic, which gets us to our last topic here, which is Tesla will maintain their EV market share. Uh, Tesla will maintain their EV market share in 2024. Now, this one is controversial, um, that just the simple math about the way market shares play out would suggest that their market share is going to continue to decline. So just to take four steps back. And from 2015, call it, to 2019, Tesla basically had all the U.S. EV market share. That's now come down to, call it, 58% over the past couple of years as more automakers, traditional automakers, have stepped up and started to come up with their own EVs. And when you have such a high market share and you have more competition coming in, naturally, the market share is going to decline. The general thinking is that eventually Tesla is going to reach something like 10 or 15 or 20 percent U.S. market share, a long way down from the current uh, call it 30 or call it 60 percent share today. And the reason why I believe that uh, this is going to they're going to be able to maintain their share is for two uh, points. Number one is I think one thing that that benefited traditional automakers in 2023, there's actually a lot of pent-up demand in 2020, 2021, 2022 for people who loved their brands, their Volvo, their BMW, their Toyota, and they wanted an electric alternative. These were people who were holding back on buying uh, a new car. They got that option. They purchased those cars in 2023. Tesla's share dropped. And I think that this next wave for traditional auto to gain share is going to require more of these, um, more models from traditional automakers, more options. And I don't think we're going to see it in 2023. We may see a a few more models, but relative to what we saw from 22 to 23, the increase in uh, competitors to Tesla in the U.S. from 23 to 24 is going to be modest. And I still believe that Tesla has the best bang for the buck and so putting all this together I'm going out on a limb and saying that Tesla's going to maintain their their share right around of right around high 50 percent most uh, people believe that it's going to end up somewhere between 45 and 50 so just to give you some context there but um, this by the way another piece we have another prediction relative to the EV market we think it's going to be generally a challenging year in EVs in 2024 kind of 25 percent overall growth that's in line with consensus for where Tesla's at and would be a step down from the 50% growth in 2023 for the overall market. But uh, ultimately, we think that this sets up for a strong EV market in 2025, a reacceleration at 35% plus growth. So putting it all together, the what's the punchline? I believe that Tesla is going to maintain their EV market share. It's going to be a fun one to watch. And um, I think we, we can uh, wrap there and uh, I do want to make a, a quick comment relative to how we did last year. Uh, we had a pretty good year last year, Doug, on our predictions. We had 10 predictions. We have 11 this year. Uh, we went either eight and a half or nine out of 10, depending on how you count those predictions. And we're not going to go through them all. Check out the, our blog post. Uh, and I'm excited that uh, we have room to improve uh nine out of ten is not ten out of ten uh so let's make it 11 out of 11 this year let's do it all right on behalf of doug gene and deep tech 315 bye for now and happy new year